Dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Savages Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovic. In the previous episode of Challenging the Status Quo, our guest and the challenger of the status quo was Amir Bisser, enterprise architect at GE Healthcare. And here's a short part of our conversation. You know, I think I read an article or something where, where um, or maybe it was just a, a joke, I guess, but somebody talked about, wouldn't it be great if if you could just wake up every 50 years and just kind of observe what is happening with the society, what, the ha- what is happening with the environment, right? Um, so, and you get to you get to be around for a year or some some small period of time, and then you are gone again for 50 years and so forth. So, I think going into the future would be interesting, right? Just to see how we take some of the the concepts that we're working on today, or problems that we're solving on today, and how they actually get end up getting solved in, in, in 100 years or 1,000 years even, or, or 10,000 years. I think that's, you know, the, the we're just at the infancy, I guess, of, of waking up, or the universe is just at the infancy of waking up, right? So it'd be really interesting to see what... Um, Are you curious about the rest of Emir's story? Go one episode back and listen to what he has to say about life, working from the shadows, and how he handles the scars of his past. For now, let's tune in to our next guest. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Challenging the Status Quo. Today, I have the coordinator minor data science, PhD candidate at University of Amsterdam, researcher in e-mobility, and owner at the Datalog. His name is Jurian Helmus, and let's hear his story. Welcome, Jurian. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Hey, Jurian. Um, of course, you have listened to the podcast. We have previous discussion about uh, everything that is revolving in your life. And of course, we are very curious what your background is and how you got where you are right now. Yeah. Shall I tell you a little story about myself, indeed? Um, yeah. So my story begins in my youth, in, I guess, uh, when I was born and raised uh, in, uh, in the Netherlands, in, uh, in Leeuwarden, a city in the northern, northern part of the Netherlands. Um, and maybe contrary to to the, the standard youth, I had a difficult one. I had a one with, in which my parents couldn't uh, educate me uh, in a normal way, and, and particularly socially. So my story starts with a, a kind of a hiccup in my youth. Uh, the hiccup got ended with a, a, a period of two years in a in a children's home, uh, which means uh, having no contact or limited contact with your parents and a lot living at home. So, so where I am now, and compared to where my story starts, is it's a it's a uh, a long story, but I shall in this case I shall tell you the short one. Uh, but I grabbed up, I grabbed up from, uh, I picked up my life again uh, after my, this this uh, dark period in my life. Uh, got back, uh, got to university in the end, had a great student life, and right, right now is indeed my PhD. Uh, and and doing really uh, fun stuff with uh, the Datalog, the Dutch podcast about AI, and teaching students how to work with data and data science. And, and perhaps if I think uh, beyond the surface, it all all fits in one line that makes my life uh, complete. In that sense, that it's um, it's uh, it's providing someone else with knowledge about life, about how to do things, and helping out people uh, in a s- simple way uh, and, and edu- edu- educate them. So if I get you correctly, you had a tough uh, childhood and you ended up teaching others, so improving their lives. 
so you probably have a very good definition of uh, success for you. What is success to you? Yeah, that's a good question indeed. Success. I think in my life, uh, particularly in in, in in people's life, success. the definition of success is it's more out of a direction than achieving something. And success is more a direction indeed. And in my life, it, it was, before I, I challenged my own status quo, it was getting recognition. Getting recognition from a uh, social part, because being bullied, it gives you scars in your life which you want to to uh, to uh, co- uh, counterpart with achievements, social achievements, uh, scars in your life with uh, on, on school and edu- education by educating others, and in my case, uh, uh, obtaining a PhD in my life. That was before I challenged my own status quo, and now it's more of a direction. It's more success in my life now has changed into feeling the freedom to enjoy what I'm doing. And that's, that's part of my success. So uh, uh, factually, you challenge your status quo, which was conditioned by the society. Conditioned by society and your youth, the combination of both indeed. Hey, you, the, the, if, you get, if you get limited recognition in your life, in your childhood, then uh, obviously as a, as a grown-up, you want to achieve this recognition. Uh, if you if you're not understand in in a normal manner by your parents in your childhood, you want to make people understand you and make people others understand uh, the, their world around them, and that's a kind of the status quo as it was. Hey, so it, it's the sta- it's what you have become, uh, given all all society and the scars in your life, but that's not freedom. Freedom is dealing with it, embracing it, and making different decisions, and then you start to enjoy life rather than being forced by all the forces around you. And that provides success. Even though you were conditioned, you managed to challenge yourself to evolve, actually. So success is an evolution of yourself and your perception of the world. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That That's that's what success should be. Uh, is, is a better definition of success, indeed. Hey, and if I would give you a magic wand or a time machine and you could go to any certain period of your life, and you could advise your younger self. Which period would that be? And what would you give younger Yurian as a solid piece of advice? Yeah, that's a great question there as well. Um, I would go back to 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 my my fourth, fifth years old one. I would um, step up, uh, sit, no, st- sit down next to him, embrace this little boy that is not understand by his uh, surroundings, by his parents, and say. And, and tell this little boy that it, it, in the end, it, it all, uh, you will survive. You don't have to fight for your right to be there. You you will survive. And and I guess, um, and that's what I, as a parent myself of two children, I, I this is the, the one thing that I want to give to them as well. Um, so if you have this magic wand and, and, and I see you here with uh, this wand in your hand, so please, uh, please uh, bring me back to that moment. <laughs> uh, I would indeed uh, go back to the to four, five-year-old boy and to my parents in this case, and and then explain them that you have to deal with complex uh, things like like parenthood, which is far more complex than than you could ever imagine as a as a as, as a non-parent. Yeah, and and. Uh, on, th- on top of that, I think that the most important thing for children is to make them feel loved and understood and give them the freedom to explore themselves and explore the world, create curiosity 
attention for them um, and don't condition them too much, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the conditioning is actually what messes everything up. Indeed, the, and that, that provides you lack of, of freedom indeed. And and that uh, condition, it, 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 it can be a, a red uh, threat through your whole, whole life. And actually, that's that's one of the painful things that you, the scars of life, indeed, as you mentioned, the conditions that you, you get by society and your parents. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, in most cases, people are conditioning you, right? You're conditioned by your job, you're conditioned by the society, you're conditioned by your family, you're conditioned by your friends, etc. But if you take over the control of conditioning and you give it the freedom to do whatever you wish to do, of course, in the normal sense, not like uh, going crazy <laughs> and wild, uh, <clears throat> then the true things remain and the rest falls uh, apart because it's not true. Yeah. There is no sympathetic or empathetic emotion behind it. So you are actually quite satisfied of being yourself as you are and improving yourself, but not by the measures of somebody else, but by your own measures. And, and that helps you to be convinced in life that it will all succeed in a proper way. Your your path will be there. There is a path for yourself in your life. And I think there is a, always a quote. I, be, I believe it was Roosevelt. Uh, he said, like, uh, most people die at the uh, age of uh, 25 and wait until they're buried till they're 71, right? Uh, <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, and I think this has to do with conditioning, right? People push life towards their pension. I'm going to do stuff when I am retired. You're not. <laughs> By the time you're retired, <laughs> you don't have any more urge and energy as you had when you're 25, 35, 45. As soon as you as you indeed uh, lose, or get rid of the, the, the stri striving for recognition, striving for anything in your life that you needed to have as a child, you get this freedom and then you will really live. That That's, that's what life is. Um, the freedom to do the things and to enjoy it rather than being doing the things you should do and being conditioned so how did you do that uh, Yurian? how did you how did you get rid of this conditioning by everyone yeah that's a good question so the, the point is that that um your it was one moment in my in my uh, career uh, at the university of applied sciences in amsterdam and and my my boss says you are really an angry young man, uh, which was positive. He said he meant it positive, like like you're fighting the things you 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 striving for to fight. Um, and that that quote he he uh, repeated it several times in during my my career, and I thought, yeah, but am I really fighting for myself because I want to fight, or am I doing these things because I'm conditioned to do so? And I was I was doing my PhD, which I'm currently doing as well. Um, and at a certain moment, I I uh, I felt this is not the way. This is not what life should purely be. This is not how it should be. I I'm, I must get a better understanding of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, in order to 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 understand why I'm fighting. Why I am an angry young man, uh, being seen as this angry young man. Uh, which helped me. It, it, it was a coping strategy. It was the strategy to get things done in my career, to set up an AI lab, to set up a PhD, to set up huge successful projects. But it also 
uh, was an energy leak in my in my in my in my in myself in my personal life. It cost it cost me too much energy. Uh, but it's, it's somewhere there was a switch in. If if something happened, for example, uh, people didn't recognize the, what we're doing. It was bam. It was on. And then we got, got this angry young man feeling, and then whoosh, I, I got a set of 10 meetings in, in one day uh, and, and, and trying to collaborate and see me and do this. Um, and I, I felt this is, this, is not, this is not what life should be. So I went back in, in the kind of coaching sessions and asked the, my coach, what's making me doing this? What's the thing that, that, that creates this feeling in myself that I must uh, strive for recognition, for being there, for making me this angry young man. And I got back indeed to my childhood, where this little boy strived for recognition, strived for being there, strived for social uh, uh, collaboration, strived for being embraced by his or her uh, his parents. Um, and as soon as I recognized this, I said, "Hey, but this is—I am not a young boy. I am now a grown up. I'm, I have my young boys at home." And I said to myself, to this young boy, dear boy, uh, you were young, you had a difficult time, but hey, you're grown up, you're not there anymore. And this may be the, for me the switch to, to from, from being driven by conditions, being driven by, 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 um, by as soon as someone says uh, something, something what I didn't want to have in my life, that I got on fire and then bam, uh, to someone who says, "Okay, hey, this is this is me. This is how I am, but I have the freedom to decide to make a better decision for myself, which is far more enjoyable in life." So you let the past behind you. You let the past behind you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and do you have a grand wish or goal for my life? For your life. So, so is there a grand wish or goal and? What you want to achieve? Is there is there a dot on the horizon that you're chasing or following? It doesn't have to be crystal yeah. clear, but you know we are all having something that we want to achieve for our personal uh, uh, ambition. What is that of you? Yeah, and, and that's that's uh, again the, still the, the first weakness. I I, I want to achieve this PhD, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get it, um, but it's it's now more balanced. It's more, it's not not the recognition of the PhD. The full recognition of of being there in an academic way. It's more like being okay. This is um, it is a fun thing to do, and it's a fun thing to finish. And I want to achieve at, at least in this academic sense um, some some add value to a specific field of science. In my case, uh, it's big data, data science, and, uh, and uh, charging charging infrastructure for electric vehicles. Um, so my my goal is to have at least more an achievement there, but not the force achievement. Like I'm, it must be recognized. It must be like no. Uh, You're doing it because it's your passion. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It changed from a from a from a from a stri strife recognition to more like having the passion to do this. Yeah. Which sources do you have? Sources. I mean, you said that you had a mentor or a coach that helped you. Are there other sources that ha help you in these journeys? That you that you talked about my wife uh, in this case she she had more of a so I'm a I'm really the the, the bad guy in in in, a, in my uh, in my environment I am the mathematician the the, the chemical science guy the, the IT guy and I ended up with a wife which 
totally contrary to myself anthropology uh, 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 spiritual care all these these sources are hers so she is really like a a mirror but the, the opposite of a re- of a real mirror that reflects yourself but reflects the the, the sides of yourself that you normally don't have the no, no, no don't see from yourself so she she is always four steps uh, beyond me myself uh, i'm always four steps behind she sees the things uh, already in my life uh, how i'm doing the making decisions and she reflects on that and 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 gets back hey you're doing this because probably you you this is for any re- emotional reason that you do it and she helps she really helped me out to to give a better understanding of myself which is uh, because you all live in at least in a societal system but also in a family system as soon as you change in a family setting in a system and you 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 you, you have a different opinion a few of your youth and, and about yourself not only you are changing but you're changing your relax- relations with your environment as well which is difficult for them because they they are not changing their status quo you are so you indra- indirectly you're changing them as well yeah that's a that's a ripple effect right and this this comes back to the story or i mean what i said um, regarding when you actually decide to only suffice on how you want to live your life um i, I have to grasp uh, to another quote where say when people say there's change that you have changed they actually mean that you stop behaving as they would like you to that's exactly what it is as soon as you you don't um share the opinion of your your mother and your father because they would like you to have that to make decisions that are different than they expect Ooh, all hell breaks loose it's it's all it's all yeah a ripple indeed yeah it's a funny thing that actually i i always uh, perceive conversation i would like to understand your percep- uh, pers- uh, perspective and to understand why you're thinking the way you are i'm not trying to convince you but trying to understand and see the world through your eyes um and this is when you have a dialogue you don't have a discussion or debate you're not trying to convincing anybody of your standpoints in life you're just trying to understand somebody else and maybe that view is more factual and more understanding and more beneficial and i would say the wise man uh, has the ability to change his opinion based on the information and facts presented to them uh but in most cases you see people that are kind of information black holes you state something and they're just trying to validate and prove their point which is not a dialogue, but uh, <laughs> let's let's have a hefty discussion about whatever. It, there is no point to it. And it's, I understand what you're saying, indeed, and and that's where where it comes to to the, the, the black black gap that you see in in, in understanding. Um, you have to in your journey in in life and changing in change. You have to to accompany your and to embrace your environment as well uh, and tell them, hey, I've been doing these workshops and courses to that that help me out to understand my life better and make better decisions uh, i'm not trying to convince you that you should do it as well but you ju- just need to know that i'm i may be uh, reacting in, in different ways than you expect and this is why well i think once you get to the point that you're in touch with your spiritual self that you do not become asocial like uh, misguided behavior but you become antisocial. What I mean by antisocial is that you just cannot tolerate people that suck your energy or are 
totally negative about life or everything or complaining all the time. You just exclude them from your life. And this is something that in a normal societal conditioning does not happen. People um, people connect with each other uh, based on the behaviors, which can actually set them apart at a certain point. If you get in touch with yourself, I would say most people are not with, in touch with themselves, but that's just my opinion. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but otherwise they wouldn't be celebrating end of the week and complaining that they're happy that is weekend. And, uh, you know, if you're living your passion, then every day is a working day because you love to do it. Um, and I think this is actually missing, missing from the world, but on another side, giving the fact of this pandemic and what is going on, I think that we are kind of getting in touch with our human self again, which I think is a very good thing. Yeah, indeed. I, I totally agree with you uh, on, on that point. Uh, what you say, and it, it's more like like in your, in your personal life without the pandemic, as soon as you make better decisions for yourself and make decisions that are antisocial, you're also changing the system around you. I mean, your parents and your brother and system, if these are the people in your life that suck your energy, that that's that are, are are messy that are not the ones that you want to want to be with well then then there's this discussion or at least a dialogue to be to be taken place i mean uh in my case my parents are really really stubborn they 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 stick to what happened to their youth and and whatever that, ha that happened there and they're they're not able to to make uh, make up their mind and make a, a change in their mind but i did so what you see is that your relation in this case with your parents changes, but not for not in a way they would like to have it changed. They want to be they see themselves still as this 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 these parents that are taking care of a young boy that that is difficult. But that's not the case anymore. I'm I'm grown up. So my my relation with my parents, the, the frequency of meeting dramatically decreased. And the the, the 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 contents of the meetings with my parents, or the, what you talk about, what you do, is now more focused on the, on the on the on the grandchildren rather than myself, and that's on purpose by my in my case because I don't. As soon as we talk about youth, about decisions that I make, about how how my life is, I I, I immediately touch my parents in a in a in a way that. Uh, gives them friction because they're too stubborn to see, to reflect on the, ch the things they have done themselves. And and as soon as you you challenge your status quo, you have to know that you're 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 creating this ripple effect. And sometimes these ripple ripples are not pleasant. They they may break up relations with people around you that you don't want to, but you change you are changing their status your status. As you as you told me, and indeed, people see you in a different way uh, because you re don't react the way they expect you to react. Yeah, and I think that this um, some it's it's part of getting in touch with yourself, and um, I would advise everybody to do so before uh, before they grow too stubborn to do so, and they feel sorry for themselves later on in life. Uh, I, I think conditioned life is a terrible way to go. But you feel it as as soon as you. Feel the freedom to make different decisions. If you don't recognize this, that you you can make different decisions, and 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 you're kind of semi happy with being conditioned, and don't see that there's a world outside there, outside outside the boundaries of making your conditioned decisions, then I mean, then maybe for you good enough. 
But as soon as you have the sense that you can make a difference and really enjoy life by making uh, other decisions, yeah, then then as as you say. Where do you draw your inspiration to do all of this that you're doing? What inspires you? I, I, on, on a on a career level, it's the content inspires me. <clears throat> So I'm doing this 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 data science and computational science and and it's uh, it's closely related to things that you see in nature. So the laws of nature are uh, applied to cities. The laws of, of of physics apply to 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 charging infrastructure, for example, the complexity, and and being um, interested and and being continuously curious about how things work and and where thing where how nature relates to any other system. Makes me makes me drive the the things that I'm doing, and and secondly, um, I believe that as soon as you provide knowledge to some to people to a, a, an audience that is willing to understand, in my case, data science, AI, uh, how things work, then you're making you add value to society, and that's what I find really really important. Giving giving the fact that you're at the faculty, you're exchanging knowledge with younger generations. What would you like to leave to the world? What I see um, is this need is <clears throat> this younger generation. And I'm very happy with this generation. This is a generation. So there's there's two t- types of stories in, in this generation. Eh? You see uh, the, the TikTok stories and the, the sexting stories and, uh, and sharing uh, 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 things uh, through apps. That's one part of the story. But the other part is that for example, my students, they are all looking for uh, thesis and for research thesis that, uh, that relate to a better world. For, for example, uh, green energy. So I think as a, a lecturer, I'm already giving uh, to my students and, and leaving behind students that are um, uh, conscious of, of their, their, what they're doing in life. So ethics and making better decisions that relate to a green uh, world, a better world. And as a lecturer, that is the best position to be there. I mean, you are in the position to to open up their eyes and to give them uh, contents on on, feed, on on ethics, for, for example, in data science. Are you curi- what, what are you curious about right now? I'm I'm curious how about um, yesterday. I read a paper on um, on the city planning and uh, about uh, um, about non-linear relations in in uh, in cities. So uh, how cities scale, how EV system scales, and I'm really curious about about can we make a uniform uh, law, mathematical law that relates the the the, the small interactions between people with the large uh, planning systems in uh, for for policymakers that's really one of the things that I'm, uh, if, I, if I go to sleep I'm, I'm really thinking in, in, in equations uh, in my case <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's a nice one to go so, so your processor keeps us keeps on cracking uh, during the night I, hi- I hibernate but my, my CPU doesn't <laughs> uh, doesn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> well the greatest idea is uh, uh, come to life when we give our brain some rest, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. As soon as your children give you rest as well. This uh, this this, <laughs> this night, my my uh, my son w- w- woke me up this uh, this night uh, at uh, four a.m. exactly at the moment that I dreamed of uh, of purchasing my Tesla Model uh, Model S. So <laughs> I was really the, the the thing that I told him uh, this morning is, Ayla, 
I was just <laughs> dreaming about my first ride in my Tesla. Please let me sleep. <laughs> you couldn't catch that dream again. Yeah, that's what uh, my daughter, daughter said. But daddy, you can dream every night. You just continue tomorrow. And I, and I really, really, I mean, that's what I really like about, about the freedom of thinking at, at for, for children. I mean, she's four years old and, and for her it's very simple. This is what's one dream. Uh, and tomorrow you dream the same, you continue. And, and, and their openness of uh, how things work, it, it's just great. You, we should not lose this, this open-mindedness. This, uh, They're not limited no, no. in their way of thinking. In none. The um, last uh, last weekend, uh, the our our, our bank uh, was to totally the, the the living room was totally messed up because it was a sea and there there were pirates in the uh, on the bank and it was totally a mess. I saw a mess. They saw a sea with pirates and ships. I mean, that's the openness that they have and 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 the creativity. Yeah, we should embrace. And it's not bound by uh, by natural laws. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's really beautiful, and and we should embrace and foster uh, our children to to be open and to to think create creative creatively, rather than uh, this should be neat. A living loom should be neat and and all straight lines. Uh, no, it's, messiness is good in life. I agree totally with you. I mean, I'm like that, even though I'm 37. So, Yurian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. now I have a tough one for you. If I would give you the possibility, and this is a question with a sub-question, either you choose three time periods where you would like to live in, or you choose three people alive or dead, which you would dine with. First of all, which of the two do you choose? And then which three would that be? Well, I I would wouldn't choose a different period to live in. I guess that uh, I'm born in 1980. Um, it's the most wonderful period to uh, to to have uh, been living in. I was uh, 30 in 2011. Uh, um, I had a, a gr the the time of, of of being the the feeling safety safe uh, in my in my youth in the environment was was great. So I wouldn't choose a different period. I would choose a a a, a dining in this case. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, with my younger self. So that's that's the the one I would uh, would feed and uh, and uh, and dine with. Um, and there's then two two chairs uh, free, three three. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two two chairs free. Yeah. So two other people. Yeah. Um, I would. I guess I would would in, uh, invite my coach. Uh, as well, and in, invite the my grandmother. To the the mom of my mom, um, and then have a conversation about about life and about the decisions and the, and the systemic decisions that they, they have made and they have encountered. Yeah, I, I guess that that's that would be the, my, my 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 ideal dining in in this case. Um, I don't know if your grandma is alive. Uh, no, uh, for uh, thirty okay. years. Uh, then, uh, but uh, for, for um, uh, your younger self, but well, that's not possible. But you can definitely dine with your coach, so that's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Yurian, we have come to the end of the podcast, so I would ask you to summarize everything we have talked about and put this in few sentences as a key takeaway for our audience. Everybody in their lives has some scars given in your youth, given yesterday, anytime. You can uh, fight these scars, but that doesn't change your behavior. These scars make your conditions. You can accept these scars, 
but does, doesn't change your behavior. But if you, in your life, embrace the scars that you've encountered in your life, you are able to make decisions that give you more freedom and outside of the boundary of your normal life. I think that is um, a beautiful uh, key takeaway. Jurien, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank um, I would say uh, stay safe and healthy and good luck on finishing your PhD. And then till next time. Till next time. Thank you for, uh, for having me here. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. This was Jurian Helmus. Next week, the challenger of status quo is Jordan Goldmeyer, Microsoft MVP. He's an international recognized analytics professional and data visualization expert, author, and speaker. And here's a short part of our conversation. I mean, I, I just, I guess I just like to say, I think a little differently. Okay. So I know, I mean, I tried to, can I tell you, I tried to fight it. I tried to fight it. Like I tried to fight this part of myself. Are you curious about the rest of Jordan's story? Tune in next week and listen everything he has to say about data analytics and of course how he challenged the status quo. For now, this was Challenging the Status Quo Podcast Season 2 with your host Amir Sabirovic. Stay safe and healthy and until next week. Ciao!